What's going on, everybody? This is the Feed to Embiid, and I am your host, Austin Krell. The Sixers, fresh off of a thrilling win against the Utah Jazz in Jimmy Butler's home debut, travel to Charlotte to face the Hornets for a back end of a back-to-back. Kemba Walker, four days, I I think he had four days rest. Um, That was what I was hearing. Um, In the game, I haven't looked at their schedule, but it made sense because Kemba Walker was otherworldly tonight, and that's an understatement, if we're being honest. Um, uh, Sixers start out really, 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 really promising. Um, Just sort of further proving that this appears to be a, a, a very efficient lineup with Jimmy Butler on the floor to start games. Um, you saw yesterday against the Jazz, they started out very, very well, making their first four shots, jumping out to an early 15-point lead. Tonight, it was pretty much the same. Um, their efficiency was just tremendous. Opened up a 12-point lead um, to close the to close the fourth the first quarter. 42 to 30, also a season high in points for a quarter. Second quarter, they got it to as many as 17 before Charlotte came charging back. The Hornets ultimately closed the quarter only down by 7, 63, 256 going into halftime. Third quarter, the Hornets really made a lot of inroads thanks in large part to Kemba Walker. They outscored the Sixers by 11 in the third quarter to cut that seven-point deficit and and turn it into a four-point cushion heading into the fourth. The Sixers did battle back. They um, led by as many as 10 late in the fourth quarter, and then Kemba Walker got really, really, really hot again. He had two stretches of just supreme heat in this game. Throughout the third quarter, he was very, 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 very uh, energized and smoking really hot. And then when he was subbed in in the, in the last few minutes of the fourth quarter to try to save the game, down 10, he got hot very quick and very, very hot. Um he basically did everything in his will to make sure that this game, if not one, went into overtime. Sixers needed Embiid free throws down the stretch um, and a couple of made baskets to, to keep the game locked up. Ultimately, Kemba turned the ball over in the final possession. Sixers got a look for Jimmy Butler for a, a, for a um, double fake to the to to the right shoulder, come back over the left for a, basically uh, a, what what he made, what what he worked to get a, a wide open jumper from the free throw line, hit the back of the iron. Game goes to overtime. Sixers led throughout the overtime, led by as many as three, I think, but Kemba just kept them in it, and then the Sixers got back, tied the game late in overtime. And you felt like maybe they were gonna let the game go because they weren't executing. They were they were they were making bonehead plays, turning the ball over, and then 
probably one of the most impressive, exciting sequences I've ever witnessed as a Sixers fan. Um, Jimmy Butler trying to keep Kemba from getting, count him, his 62nd or 63rd point of the game. That's right. Kemba finished the game 60 points, a career high, a franchise record on 34 shots, 12 of 12 from the free throw line, seven rebounds, four assists, four steals. He did have nine turnovers. Um, his last missed shot, courtesy of Jimmy Butler, Kemba tried to try to get a little uh, a, a difficult layup to fall. Butler sniffed it out and stuffed it, and then he saved the ball from going out of bounds, saved it right to Wilson Chandler. That set the Sixers up for the final look of the game. And what happens? Jimmy Butler sidesteps into a walk-off fading three ball, and he sticks it with .3 on the clock. That was effectively a buzzer beater because the Hornets got off a, a, a prayer full-court shot, uh, hit the shot clock, and that was the game. Despite 60 points from Kemba Walker, the Sixers are able to hang on. Of course, just as basketball poetry is written, thanks to the hero, the heroics of Jimmy G Buckets, and the G stands for get. Butler saves the day for the Sixers. He had 15 points on the night. Um, not efficient, though. Four of 11. Um, four assists, three rebounds, two steals, two blocks, four fouls, four turnovers. So what that tells me is that he's still learning how our defense schemes. He's still trying to trying to figure out the offense. Um, and he will get there with time. Um, other than, obviously, Butler... For the Sixers, the player of the night was Joel Embiid. He had 23 of his 33 in the first half, 18 in the first quarter. Um, He took 23 shots to get to those 33 points. Two made threes, 13 of 14 from the free throw line, 11 rebounds, two blocks, four turnovers, five fouls. I think what we're seeing here with all these back-to-backs and the fact that Embiid is the NBA's leading minutes played um, player. He's getting tired, and understandably so. It's concerning because when you get tired, when you're that so- when, you, when you're an athlete of any type, regardless of your build, when you get tired, physically tired, you're much more susceptible to injury. Factor in Embiid's injury history and his size, and it could be very dangerous if, we, if he keeps having to play 38 minutes a game. I know he wants to play. I know he, he is healthy for now, but it's just, it's, it, it, the, the, it's just too bright of a future right now for to, 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 to risk this, to risk him getting hurt with because he's playing 38 to 40 minutes a game. And I understand that they need him to do a lot of the dirty work and come in and cover up for all the, all, all the shortcomings of the bench, but they've got to find a way to limit his minutes a little bit to get down to 33 a game. Because you just don't want him being the minutes leader all season long. That's not that's not good for anyone. Um, I was really happy with Ben Simmons' performance tonight. Twenty three points on thirteen shots. He made nine of eleven from the free throw line, just a tick under ninety percent. That I, I I don't know for a fact, but I would be shocked if that is not 
a career best for him for for a game nine of eleven. 11 rebounds, 9 assists, 2 steals, 4 turnovers, 2 fouls. So Embiid and Simmons, as of late, are committing more turnovers. It's probably a product of trying to integrate a new star player into their, into their, uh, into their I guess, comfort zone. And it's just they're playing a lot of minutes. And so they're probably a little tired, a little more loose with their handle, a little more, uh, you know, they're making a, little, a few more mistakes. Um, and it is what it is. The, the, the Belton brand needs to make, he, you know, he, he did a fantastic job getting Butler, but he's got to make one more move or maybe two more moves just to solidify this bench so that way it doesn't have to be Embiid and Simmons playing 40 minutes to give the Sixers a fighting chance. And you don't want Butler to do that too because he's been playing 40 minutes a game his entire career under Tom Thibodeau. So... Um, Simmons falls one assist short of a triple-double, although he did look to be more driven to, 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 to score tonight. He was more, way more aggressive than he has been in Butler's first two games, um, and it seemed like they were sort of clicking better tonight. And every game, I think it gets a little better. Butler drove baseline late in the fourth quarter, found him cutting for a, an easy dunk to, put it, to push it up to 10, and... <clears throat> Um, it just feels like the, and then Simmons hit Butler with really a three quarters court alley oop for a dunk early in the game, and it feels like every passing game we're making a couple more plays that make you think that this could actually this could really really work very well. Um, the other starters, Redick was outstanding once again, model of consistency for this team. Nine of seventeen from the field, five of eleven from three for his twenty three points. <clears throat> no turnovers, no fouls in his 30 minutes of action. Um, one block, which is unreddick-like, but it was, but he obviously take it. He had 15 points in the first quarter. Had a had a uh, a pull up jump, a little uh, shot fake pull up jumper um, from from two in in the overtime to extend that lead to three. And so he's always been a pivotal part of this team, um, and he continues to to do what he does. Five made threes on the night. 20-ish points for him is it seems like it's an, it's an everyday thing for JJ at this point in his six-year career. Mike Mascala, 37 point, uh, 37, not 37 points, 37 minutes, uh, six points, one of six from three, six rebounds, two assists, two steals, no blocks, two turnovers, three fouls. So although I believe that he is a bit of a better defender than um, Ilyasova was, I think it really is a minor improvement because although although Isola give give you give up a lot of buckets, Scala commits, commits a lot of fouls and he's real usually a mismatch for anybody he's matched up with. But I need him to get that mask off his face due to that fractured nose because he is not efficient at all. Six points on eight shots, one made three out of six attempted, and as soon as he can, we can get him going and get him on the bench. He'll help our bench dramatically. Wilson Chandler is on a minutes restriction. Second night of a back-to-back. Um, only could play 12 minutes, so Brett Brown opted to not start him in the first half and then started him in the second half. His only two points came from the free-throw line late in the game. They were incredibly important. It pushed the Sixers lead to four with a little over a minute to go, I believe. And I and, when all was, and looking back on it, they needed him to make both or else they would have lost the game in regulation. Um, 
Chandler had five rebounds, so a pretty productive night for him. Um, he was able to help without really playing too much and without scoring too much. Um, so other to, to shows that he was able to contribute in ways other than just putting up shots. Amir Johnson, another th- made three tonight. He's made three in his last two games after really never making any threes ever or taking any threes ever. Uh, six points in ten minutes for him. Um, four rebounds, two turnovers, no uh, one foul. So he continues to be largely a minus when it comes to uh, defense and really um, having the ball for any other thing that any, for anything other than a, a what seems to be a three point shot or a dunk. But Amir is able to give any amount of anything off the bench, and that's helpful for this team. That that's how bad their bench is. Andrew Shamit, again, like I've always said, whatever he can give you as a late first-round pick is, is helpful. Five points on one made three. Um, two rebounds, one, one steal, three fouls. His body just is not NBA-ready yet, and it's pretty obvious. Um, not a good defender, certainly fouls a lot, but that's what you expect from a late first-round pick, really from any pick, because these kids are not... They haven't been in an NBA gym with an NBA trainer yet working on their body and trying to make improvements where they come short. So that'll come this offseason. Next year he'll come back a little stronger, a little better. Markel Fultz, 19 minutes, 3 of 6 from the field, 6 rebounds, 1 assist, 1 steal, 1 block, 3 turnovers, 4 fouls, 6 points for the game. Fultz continues to, to – I think he's contributing in any way that he think, that he's comfortable doing, which is I, I guess is a fair statement, obviously – We've all known that he's underperformed what what we what we what we for the price that we brought him in for, but given what he what appears to be a, a pretty big mental hurdle and maybe even a little bit of a physical hurdle, I think he's contributing anyway. He's comfortable, and that includes hustle plays. He made a great play tonight to save an offensive re- uh, uh, offensive rebound off of a missed shot, diving out of bounds, saved it to Mike Mascala for a dunk, and that was a, a huge energy play. So we're seeing from him is that he knows that he's not helping much on the stat sheet. So what he's doing is he's trying to assert himself by making high energy, high hustle plays and just trying to help any way he can, which I got to appreciate that. You got to acknowledge that. We know he's not scoring and shooting the rock like the way we need him to. And we, and we, and we, you know, we, he might be labeled as a bust, but we got to give him, yeah, we have, we have to commend him for, his desire to go out and make fl- and make the non-sexy plays n- to not be the um, the the guy you know to, to even though even though he's not doing what we need him to do he's at least contributing in some way that is very helpful in the moment and you don't really acknowledge it um, you just kind of say great play and you, and you and then you forget about it but you need to acknowledge that Markel Fultz is doing a lot of those hustle things that. A lot of number one picks of his of his elk, and a lot of players of his elk and status coming out of co- college might not make. Um, they might think they're too good for that. But Markel Fultz understands what the position he's in, and he's trying to help in any way he can. So I I, I appreciate that from him. Corkmaz continues to see, see see minutes. I'm not sure whether it's trying to boost his trade value or because they need wing depth. I would imagine probably a split of both. Um, Three points tonight for him in 16 minutes on one of four shooting, um, four rebounds, three assists, no turnovers, one foul. So 
not really a bad night for for uh, for Korkmaz. Obviously, not a lot of minutes there, but um, you know, compared to what he's been doing lately, which is shoot the ball very well, missed a couple tonight. Didn't really get a, a ton of looks, but he he is making plays and he's showing a flash that he's a little bit more of a shoot more than just a shooter. Uh, he had a nice ba- behind the back pass to Embiid for a, th- a wide open look at a three. I forget if he made it or not, um, but he continues to showcase little hints of peripheral skills other than his shooting ability. Um, TJ McConnell registered a triple double. Uh, no, not triple double. A DNP. Coach's decision to quite the opposite of triple double. He was the only player in the Sixers roster who did not play. Unfortunate for him, but I think he's accepted his role, and I think he's happy to be around because the fact of the matter is that when when he first began, there was little hope that he would even make an actual NBA roster. So I think, although he's enjoyed a lot of success on the court in recent years, now that the team is ready to go now, I think he's accepted the fact that he's not going to be part of the rotation on a regular basis. And I and I commend him for his professionalism, and I appreciate what he contributes off the court, which is a leader in the locker room and 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 a guy who knows the plays and can explain to the younger guys, a vet to sort of coach up the the, the rookies. And I and I, I think that he is a very important part of the team, despite not seeing many minutes on a nightly basis. The Sixers tonight, um, eleven made threes on thirty five attempted. That's good for just above thirty percent. Um, 33 of 38 from the free throw line for 87%. So like I said, 75% from the free throw line, 11 made th- uh, 10 or more made threes. They're going to win a lot of ball games, and they did just that tonight. I know I don't always bring that up, and it probably comes off as me trying to position my argument as if, it, as if I'm always right about it. The fact of the matter is that I forget about it pretty often um, for being candid. Um, I can look into it very quickly and tell you what what they did last night from three and from um, and from the free throw line in the game against Utah they shot I believe they made 11 of 23 from downtown 20 of 32 from the free throw line so that's good for 63% from the line which is not good at all um, and they shot 48% from three obviously they made up for the shortcomings at the free throw line with better efficiency from the three-point range. Um, and they were able to carry themselves over the hump. But as you can as you can see from the score in that Utah game, they won by six. They were led by as many as 16, I believe. So free throws could have helped them push that game out of reach a long, a, a, a long a way before it had ever gotten close. But it is what it is at this point. It does not matter in the slightest now. Um... In the win against Miami, they shot 15 of 36 from three and and um, 79.5% from the free throw line. In the loss to the Magic, they shot, I believe it was pretty bad, um... Maybe not, though. So they shot 14 of 29 from three, but they did miss ten of. Uh, they, they did miss five of their 15 free throws. They lost their game by five. So I think the pattern does sort of hold up. Um, if not for if not for both, then it for at least one where 
if, if it's a loss, it's, it's it usually comes down to poor free, free throw shooting or poor three point shooting. If it comes down, if, it, if it's a close win, usually they both give. Um, but nonetheless, back to the game that actually matters right now, and um, the Sixers able to check off both those boxes. Only committed 19 turnovers tonight, which I know that's really a lot in reality, but for them it's it's not terrible at all considering they averaged 16 and they played an extra half a quarter. Um, so I think with time and with the addition of Jimmy Butler, with that veteran leadership and that cohesiveness, and once they add some more uh, vets to this roster, I am very confident the turnovers are going to go down for them. Um, but I want to talk about a couple other things. Obviously... All I ever hear about and argue about is Brett Brown and why he's the ad, why he's an adequate coach for now. Um, it isn't really about me thinking that he can get them over the hump because I don't I don't know that to be the case. I'm not saying it's not the case. I just don't know. Um, clearly, he's been out coached severely in the playoff series against the Celtics, um, but that game that 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 series also came down to multi, uh, what was it? two, th- three games of a couple of possessions different, and it's a whole different outcome. So I think that they played that, for being out coached, they actually played the series pretty well against Celtics. But obviously the trends continue to be the same as they were last year early on. It's the turnovers and it's the blown leads. This game, it was a 17-point lead blown on the road. It's a team that, quite frankly, is not a formidable opponent, and they should not be able to hang at the Sixers because Kemba outscored his, the rest of his team as a whole by one point. The whole team scored fifty nine. Kemba scored sixty. Um, so he can, he can he contributed over half of their offense by himself, which is kind of ridiculous. Um, so they should not be able to hang with this team at all, especially when Kemba commits nine turnovers. But the reality of the, me- the situation is that you look at their bench. First of all, you never really quite know who the hell is going to be on the bench on a given night because the rotation or because the the lineup changes, and that's not a knock on Brett Brown. I think he's doing the best job with what he has. He just it, it, there's there's multiple players uh, fighting little minor annoying injuries that keeps keep on restrictions, or there's the full situation, or there's a new player on the roster, and so. I think this is the the second or third different starting, maybe even the fourth or fifth starting lineup they've had this year, um, and so there that 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 corrupts continuity, and that makes things a lot harder uh, to sort of stabilize your bench. Tonight, Wilson Chandler was on the bench, Amir Johnson off the bench, Shamit off the bench, Markell off the bench, Korkmaz off the bench, and that's with their roster pretty much at full strength. So. Well, minus the minute restriction as that is. But the point that I'm making is I think it's pretty obvious that the blown leads are in part, yes, Brett Brown does have some shortcomings. His rotations can be questionable at times. His decisions to sub in a very hot player, or to sub out a very hot player like Embiid was in the first quarter, is questionable. He also always has the exact same rotations at the exact same time, so you always know that regardless of how hot you are, you're going to come out of the game. I think that's a fair philosophy to coach by. At least he's consistent with it. Um, 
maybe sometimes he commits a little too much to starters, even if they're very cold. But I think the reality of the situation is that a lot of the reason why they're blowing leads is because they set, they had to go they they call on their bench to to go eat up some minutes while the while 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 the the stars rest, and you have you have to you have to put in Shamit a rookie, Johnson largely an unathletic, immobile center, um, is undersized for for his position. You you have a minute restriction on Wilson Chandler, Fultz can't shoot, Corkmaz is a very 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 bad defender. So it's like you're it's, it's like Brett Brown is handcuffed with his bench. And as a result, you see those leads dwindle very fast. It's also part of why Embiid and Simmons play such high minutes because he always has to keep one of them on the floor with the bench because if he doesn't do that, they're going to get smoked. And then a 15-point lead turns into a 10-point deficit really fast. So I think that once Elton Brand makes a couple more moves, gets in a couple more shooters, a couple more wing players, Embiid's minutes and Simmons' minutes and and, and Butler's minutes are going to slowly tick down um, the leads Instead of instead of being being um, distru- being shredded, they're going to build up more, or they're going to stabilize. But right now, a lot of it is some of it is Brett Brown's coaching. He needs to make he needs to take a look in the mirror and make some adjustments. I'll admit that, but this isn't all entirely on him. A lot of it is the bench is just not close to where a contending team's bench needs to be. And with time, and with a couple more minor moves, they'll fix that, I believe. Um, I want to touch upon how we're seeing the impact of Jimmy Butler already on this team. Jimmy Butler already has essentially won them two games. He's been here for three. He's won them two already. He was instrumental in, in the all the superstar in the twenty eight with his twenty eight points last night in the win against the Jazz tonight. He buries the the the, the shot at the buzzer, um, and he, it was a shot that he created for himself. Sixers have not had that in years. Maybe the last guy to do that might have been Andre Iguodala. He wasn't even remotely the, the shooter that Butler is, and so. My point is, Sharge couldn't do that. Covington couldn't do that. I'm not sure Covington. Maybe Covington makes the play against Walker to block it, like like Butler did. But he, I'm damn sure he would not have been able to drill a step back three like Butler did. And so, we're seeing that the trade of Covington and Sharge, although it's an emotional loss for us as fans, it's paying them back already. Maybe they win. Last night and tonight, without with with Charge and Covington, because solely because of the chemistry, and because of how things have all, because and because of the comfort level they have with with all of them, and because of the of the shooting ability, but they're no better off as a contender with those two. Obviously, they're still sort of a yeah, you're cute, but you're not going to get in our way. They'll, they'll they will they'll conk out in a five game series. And we'll be right back where we started last year. And it's another it's a wasted year of Embiid's uh, health and career and Simmons and his contract while he's still definitely here. So getting Butler, you win two games anyway, and you are now in a better spot to contend in the top three in the East. So 
I guess my point is that Elton Brand has already put himself in a position to be one of the best executives in the NBA this season. He is he, this trade was outstanding to not give up a first round pick or any kind of first round asset to get Jimmy Butler on this team is outstanding and tremendous by him. And we all can look back to Hinky for put for really unraveling what was done and and therefore putting them in this spot. So, you know, I know people don't like to hear this, but Hinkie deserves a lot of credit for where they are today. Colangelo deserves none of it, I believe. He made an obvious choice to, to, to take Ben Simmons number one. He fucked him up to get Butler, uh, to get uh, uh, Fultz number one the following year. Only thing he did that was great was signing JJ Redick, and that was like the most obvious thing you could have possibly done was to sign JJ Redick. And he threw twenty four million at him, which is something that that uh, that JJ Redick has never seen in his entire career. So yeah, sure we can give props to Colangelo, but we all know who the real heroes of this current era are. Um, but that's a harp too much for sounding too much of a of, of a supporter. I know it's sort of like you already do sound like that, but I'm just telling it like like I see it. Um, again, I think the, I think the turnovers will, with time, subside because it'll, everything will gel a little better as a group. They'll get a little more cohesive, develop better chemistry, and now they have a couple of they, they have an off day to go back home and sleep in their own beds and get in the practice facility and really work on some things. It also helps tremendously that they have four of their five opponents are sub-500 teams. And I don't mean like seven and eight. I mean they're like three and 13 type teams. Tankers. So this is a chance for the Sixers to, to, to get in the gym, make some improvements, and then um, just to come out and execute and flex a, lo- flex a little bit. And you should, be able to, to, you should be able to reel off five more wins in a row. And then suddenly you are... Um, 16 and 7 and on pace to have a tremendous tremendous season Um, so that being said before we sign off for the night a couple of words from my sponsor you guys know them as the King Cobra and they would like to ask you a couple questions do you like to increase? Do you, do you like to shotgun beer? Do you want to increase your shotgunning time at parties? Go check out our boys at the King Cobra. The King Cobra is a shotgunning tool that makes the perfect shotgunning hole in under a second. <clears throat> There's also a, ta- a bottle opener, tab puller, vent puncher, and all fits on a keychain. Check them out on Instagram at the King Cobra Co. That's the King Cobra Co. Cobra with a K. For ten percent discount on all Cobra products, enter the code Trust the Cobra Ten, all caps, all one words. The feed to Embiid and its name is protected by U.S. copyright laws. Reproduction and distribution of the presentation, without written permission from myself, is prohibited. Copyright the feed to Embiid 2018. Thank you for tuning in. We will see you 
with some post-game coverage after the Sixers hopefully romp on the 3-13 Suns on Monday night. I will be in attendance sitting courtside. Very excited about that. Um, Suns 3-12, 0-6 on the road. Sixers 11-7, 8-0 at home. So I think that there's a, a, a... the, the trend seems to indicate that the Sixers should be able to walk away with this, walk away from this game with, with, with yet another win. Um, but nonetheless, they lost the game to the, to, to the pitiful Suns last year. So they got to come in and they got to not sleep on this opponent and they got to come in and execute and put this game away early and just be able to sit back and relax in the second half of this one. Nonetheless, tip off of that seven. And I will hopefully be back here to talk to you about it by 11 o'clock. Thank you for tuning in. Have a wonderful Sunday of football. And we'll see you on Monday night. Sixers win tonight on a dagger three ball with three-tenths of a second left, courtesy of Jimmy Butler, 122 to 119. And they overcome the 60-point effort from Kemba Walker in Charlotte.